bearing with one another and forgiving one another. If any have a complaint against another, even as the Lord has forgiven you, so do you also. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Dear Faith, perhaps you may think, my dear friends, that we have a good deal to say about the matter of charity and forgiveness. And if you do, you are probably right. In these dark and difficult days, many of us would prefer to brood and gossip about what may be going on. But that is pointless and most often sinful. Rather than focus on all this negativity and on other people and falling into the trap the devil is placing before us, let us instead turn to the rudiments of the faith and determine whether or not we are living up to the great ideal of charity given us by our Lord himself and expounded upon by the Apostle St. Paul in today's epistle. Bear ye with one another and forgive one another. Is not the love of our neighbor the second great commandment, like to and founded upon the first? Does not St. John also make it the very test for our salvation? We know, he says, that we have passed from death to life. And why? Is it because we fast? Is it because we recite very long prayers? Is it because we make visits to the Blessed Sacrament? Or even because we receive the sacraments often? No, the Apostle points out, it is because we love our brethren. And the saint continues, He that loves not abides in death. We ought, he goes on to say, to lay down our lives for the brethren. In the latter years of the life of this great apostle, when he had become so old and feeble that he had to be carried to the church and was not able to preach at any length to his beloved people, he would still give them a little sermon. It was very short, not even a five-minute sermon. And it was not fresh and something new every Sunday, but always the same. It was simply this, little children love one another. But his people, in spite of their great reverence and affection for him, in spite of the fact that they had an apostle for their pastor, they were nonetheless something like the people of today, and got rather tired and fed up with hearing the same thing over and over. They wanted something more novel and startling. And one day they asked him, Good Master, why do you never tell us anything but all of this about loving one another? He answered, Because it is the Lord's command, and if it is fulfilled, that is sufficient. If St. John then preached on this matter of charity every Sunday, certainly we may be allowed to speak on it a few times throughout the year. And you, my dear friends, who call yourselves Christians and good Catholics, will not lose anything by hearing about it often. For the matter is one in which there is always great room for improvement in all of us. St. John addressed his faithful as little children, but he was not speaking to the children of the catechism class after his Sunday Mass. No, it was to all of those children, big and small, to the entire flock 
the children of God. And these words are needed more now than they were then. In early times, Christians used to be distinguished from pagans by the fact that they loved one another. It was this that made converts to the faith, more perhaps than the preaching of the apostles or miracles. See, said the world, how these Christians love one another. But now I am afraid that it would be hard to pick out very many Christians by this test. No, it is more likely that our infidel friends would say of all the Christians that they happen to know or read about, see how these Christians are all the time quarreling with one another. They never seem to be content unless they can show their pride by critiquing others. See how they post on their blogs and videos how they detest their pastors. They go to church and they say their prayers, oh yes, but perhaps there is some person, perhaps someone in the pew just behind them that they used to know but have not spoken to for years and have no notion of ever speaking to them ever again. Bearing with one another, indeed. Is it possible that one of their apostles told them to do that in their inspired and divinely revealed writings. These Christians, they would go on to say, they do not put up with half as much as a worldly man who has no faith at all. Let them suffer the least slight or indignity, and there is the end of all their friendship. Forgiving one another as the Lord has forgiven them? Well, if the Lord forgives as they do, his forgiveness does not seem to count for all that much. Dear friends, we can depend on it. Those not of our faith feel often this way, though they may not say so outright. And they are not far from being wrong. The kind of bearing with others, the kind of forgiveness that is given them by those who have the name of Christians is too often one that will not stand the test of the judgment of Almighty God. Remember the words of the Savior himself. For if you will forgive men their offenses, your heavenly Father will forgive you also your offenses. But if you will not forgive man, neither will your Father forgive you your offenses. I am afraid that many pious people have found themselves in the wrong place after death on account of this. Let us then, who still have time on this earth, profit from this lesson. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen.